Okay, you guys. Ooh. What's going on now? Oh my God, my sleep patterns are just all over the place, you guys. It's all over the place. And uh, I can honestly say I did not uh, take the afternoon medicine. I took the morning, the morning medicine. And the day went by so fast. I'm like, oh God, help me. And so now I'm I'm up. Uh, this is crazy. So I got all these alerts. Excuse me. All these alerts on my phone. You know, because I do have, I have, if you guys want to keep up, just to keep up to know what's going on, because we're supposed to know our enemy, know what's going on. Don't be so clueless, right? So I have signed up to get alerts, you know, with the FBI, the CDC, uh, the WHO, the, uh, the World Health Net, you know, the main structures that is running <laughs> this country, right? So I'm getting all these alerts. So now I'm seeing, well, we knew that yesterday they announced where he was going to the, Trump going to the Mexican border and out here in Texas. And I'm like, man, shouldn't you be trying to to me, I feel like he's not being humble. And I guess it's only my uh, perception, but he's not being humble to the point where you refuse to concede. You have not literally sit there and transfer information. You, you're talking about you want, you want to have a smooth transition of power, but yet you are not cooperating to do this. It's like he is literally like, I am going to be president till January 20, 12 a.m. in the morning or 19, whatever that date is when they're doing the inauguration. I think it's uh, the 19th or the 20th. And so now... I'm seeing this alert where they have him speaking at the airport. And this man talking like he didn't do no wrong. He's saying the other folks are doing all the wrong and, and sowing discord. And I was like, what bubble is this man in? And I'm just, what bubble? I, I just, you know... And, I, and and that's for Native Americans, Native Black Americans. I know all this stuff that's happening. It's affecting us, but not really impacting us. It's not, you know, because we're still in this world, but we're not of it. But just to hear him speak, it's no remorse. It's not saying I want to send condolences to the family that lost lives. The, the capital um, siege was a very, very shameful thing and you know some type of law have mercy only thing he could say I support no violence okay um that's not what you were saying the other day <laughs> the other day you wanted them to overturn the electoral college votes certification where well, they already been certified but to 
literally that was the ceremony to literally begin that pro- inauguration pro- um, progress. And I feel that this is a main example of somebody gaslighting somebody shine. You know, okay, your own Supreme Court that you selected, your judges, three of those judges on the Supreme Court, your own selection denied you the the fight for the for the votes. All right. So right then and there, I would have stopped. I would have stopped and said, you know what, we just gonna chunk this up. We 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 plan on running again in 2024. So let's go ahead and make this transition. Um peacefully let's go ahead and sit with the biden administration so we can let them know what's going on no this man doing what he want to do he's he acting like biden don't even exist literally this is how he's acting and i like the young lady who um did the little excerpt what it is it's like white supremacists treat america policies procedures like a white woman and now um abusing a white abusing a wife I'm gonna have to let y'all hear so y'all can understand what it's saying I don't like I don't like I'm not gonna mess up how she put it excuse me how she really put that thing together that was real neat how she put it together but this is what he listen to what he said listen to what he said Why could they ban you? Oh. And it causes a lot of problems and a lot of danger. Uh, big mistake. They shouldn't be doing it. But uh, there's always a counter move when they do that. I've never seen such anger as I see right now. And that's a terrible thing. Oh, really? Thing. And you have to always avoid violence. And we have, we have tremendous support. We have support. Probably like nobody's ever seen before. <laughs> Always have to avoid violence. So if you read my speech, and many people have done it, and I've seen it both uh, in the papers and in the media, on television, uh, it's been analyzed, and people thought that what I said was totally appropriate. Uh, and if you look at what other people have wow. said, politicians at a high level, about the riots during the summer, the horrible riots. In what the summer got to do with happened on Capitol Hill, Hill son, honey? That was a real problem, what they said. No, but no. But they analyzed my speech and my wow. words and my final paragraph, my final sentence, and everybody to the key thought it was totally appropriate. Okay, thank you. Wow. That is crazy. That is crazy. 
That man is delusional. I'm sorry, that man is delusional. I, I just, I don't understand. He said that it's causing tremendous anger. But he he takes no responsibility. He takes no responsibility. Period. That's what this is all about. He takes no responsibility. So what do you do then? I guess everybody just waiting to um, play it out because they're not going to... This is the opportunity for Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment. And uh, I don't know what happened in that meeting from what he was saying in that courtroom in the Capitol when they confirmed the votes and how anger and disgusted he was because of what had happened, then all of a sudden you're not going to invoke the 25th Amendment? Wow, what do Trump really have on your butt? Are you that weak and scared? Or Trump is, is a big bully to me. He's a bully. You know, he's a narcissist. Um... Uh, he have a bad case of, of psycho, uh, uh, psychosis. I forgot how to pronounce that word, but y'all know what I'm talking about. He's, uh, I can't really say a psychopath, but he definitely, definitely have some, some self-absorbed issues. To the point where he's a mastermind as a narcissist, for real. And we can see that. So, I don't know, y'all. That's that's my only view. I just don't understand how he can still do the things that he's doing underneath the circumstances. It should be some type of condition and I don't know and I feel that the other Republicans they punking out because instead of them you you, you saved your statement you was outraged you didn't want to have nothing part of the administration now so instead of you staying there so they can count your vote you rather resign I call that cowardness that that don't make no earthly sense there Constitution 
from the threat in the White House. To do anything less is to turn your back on the oath altogether. Thank you. I yield back. Gentleman yields back. The gentleman from New York reserves. The gentleman from Ohio is recognized. Madam Speaker, we continue to reserve. The gentleman from Ohio continues to reserve. The gentleman from New York is recognized. Madam Speaker, I now yield three minutes to the gentleman from Rhode Island, Mr. Cicilline. The gentleman from Rhode Island, Mr. Cicilline, is recognized for three minutes. Madam Speaker, for more than 220 years since George Washington yielded the presidency to John Adams, the peaceful transfer of power has been a hallmark of our democracy. In this country, the will of the American people reigns supreme over the ambitions of any individual. Every single president has honored and upheld these principles until now. Donald Trump lost his bid for re-election last November. It was a free and fair election. In fact, President Trump's own election security director called it the most secure election in U.S. history. But for two months now, Donald Trump has refused to accept the will of the American people. Over and over again, he's told his supporters he didn't really lose. The election was stolen from him and from them. And as they grew angrier and angrier over this perceived injustice, he told them there was still a way to keep him in power. So as Congress prepared to meet for the sacred ritual of certifying the results of the presidential election, the president made his move. He directed his supporters to travel to Washington for a rally to stop the steal. They did. He then once assembled, he had one final request, march on the U.S. Capitol, do what it takes to help me hold on to power. We will never give up. We will never concede, he told yes, them. He you, you, if you don't fight like hell, he warned, you're not going to have a country anymore. The people on the ellipse that day heard his message loud and clear. They answered his call for insurrection. As the third-ranking Republican in this chamber put it, he summoned the mob, assembled the mob, and lit the flame of this attack. Armed with guns, pipe bombs, bats, shields, zip ties, and more, they set their sights on the U.S. Capitol. They stormed the citadel of our democracy. Hundreds of domestic terrorists did what Donald Trump wanted them to do. They seized the Capitol and tried to end our country's 234-year experiment in democracy as the Trump family and White House aides watched gleefully on television. They searched the halls of this building for the vice president, who they came to hang for treason. They overran the office of the speaker, who they came to assassinate. They sought above all else to seize control of our government in the name of Donald Trump. Let that sink in. The terrorists who stormed this building planned to hang the vice president, kill the speaker, and topple our government. Yeah. They took down the American flag and replaced it with a Trump flag. I ask my colleagues on the other side of the aisle who are not planning to vote for this article, is this the kind of country you want to live in? What are you going to tell your children and grandchildren when they ask what you did in this moment? Did you stand for the republic or for this president? Heed the words of Abraham Lincoln, the first Republican president who told our country that a house divided against itself cannot stand. This great house in which he served cannot and will not endure if we do not stand together now. The president and the terrorists who stormed these halls last Wednesday did not succeed in toppling our republic. We must ensure they never do. I implore you to join us in supporting this article, and I yield back. Gentleman yields back. The gentleman from New York reserves his time. The gentleman from Ohio is recognized. Thank you, Madam Speaker. I have a yield one minute to the gentleman from New Jersey, Mr. Van Drew. The gentleman from New Jersey is recognized for one minute. We've been here before. We've done this before. This has failed before. We've fractured our nation using the same process. 
before. Congress must be the glue that starts unifying everyone. By the time this process would conclude, the man they want out of office will no longer even be the president. If we want unity, this is not the way. America was and is the leading light in the world. This proceeding has continued to cloak our nation in darkness. Nearly half the country supports our current president. This takes their voice away. We must be bigger and better than the most base of instincts that have been driving our political discourse. It is destroying us. Let's link arms with one another and begin to heal. Let's stop this impeachment. I yield back. Gentleman yields back. The gentleman from Ohio reserves. The gentleman from New York is recognized. Madam Speaker, I now yield one minute to the distinguished gentleman from Colorado, Mr. Neguse. The gentleman from Colorado is recognized for one minute. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Thank you to the chairman. President Trump's actions, encouraging, inciting a mob that stormed the United States Capitol for the sole purpose of stopping the constitutionally mandated counting of electoral votes cannot go unanswered by this body. He must be impeached. If Congress does not act, if we shrink from our constitutional responsibilities to defend our republic, it will undoubtedly undermine the vision of America as the last best hope of Earth as Abraham Lincoln so eloquently said so many years ago. So to the millions of Americans watching today, I hope you understand that we are proceeding on this path out of love for our country. I will honor my oath today. I will vote for impeachment. And I pray that my colleagues will muster the courage to do the same. Yeah. And with that, I yield back. The gentleman yields back. The gentleman from New York reserves. The gentleman from Ohio is recognized. Madam Speaker, we reserve. Gentleman from Ohio reserves. Gentleman from New York. Madam Speaker, I now yield two minutes to the distinguished gentleman from South Carolina, Mr. Clyburn. The gentleman from South Carolina is recognized for two minutes. Thank you, Madam Speaker. I thank the gentleman for yielding the time. Madam Speaker, I rise in support of the article of impeachment. Last Wednesday, we gathered to follow the Constitution's simple instruction to count the electoral votes that have been tallied by the states and submitted to us. This president refused to accept those results. Instead, he sought to overturn them by inciting a violent insurrection. But we were not deterred from doing our constitutional duty. Today, we must do our constitutional duty once again. While the president failed in his attempt to upend our democracy last Wednesday's events, make clear that if we do not hold him accountable and remove him from power, a future attempt could very well be successful. Mm -hmm. The survival of our democracy depends on defeated candidates accepting their defeats, as has been the case in every president's election since 1864. Mm. Our January 6th joint session is a vital part of the transfer of power not the contest for power. Mm. Vice President Gore understood this, accepting and certifying the 2000 election result in which he was defeated. Vice President Biden understood this, accepting and certifying 
this president's victory in the 2016 election, this president's refusal to participate yeah. in the peaceful transfer of power and his role in the exciting of the last week's violence pose an existential threat to our constitutional democracy. This threat must be extinguished immediately. This president must be impeached and convicted, mm. and he must be prevented mm. from ever attempting to seize power again. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, thank you, Madam Speaker. I yield two minutes to the gentleman from Colorado, Mr. Buck. The gentleman from Colorado is recognized for two minutes. I thank the gentleman for yielding time. Madam Speaker, I've heard that uh, President Trump radicalized the group that the rioters... Y'all know he did. Why y'all trying to play that off like that? Wow. 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 Americans were frustrated when they learned that the FBI was investigating the Trump campaign. They were frustrated to learn that the Obama so administration and the DNC had created this false campaign against the Trump administration. They, they were frustrated, Madam Speaker, when the, the inauguration of the president was boycotted by over 40 Democrat members of this House. They were frustrated to read in the New York, in the Washington Post, the day after the inauguration, let the impeachment begin. They were frustrated when members of this house spoke the day after the inauguration. What? Days into his administration, and then the socialists in Hollywood joined their allies in Congress. Robert De Niro said that he wanted to punch the president in the face. Madonna thought about blowing up the White House. Kathy Lee Griffin held up a, a likeness of the president's uh, beheaded head. What? Nothing was said by my colleagues at that point in time. In fact, one Democrat colleague said that Trump supporters should be harassed wherever they are, in restaurants, on the street, what? in supermarkets. Where is he getting that from? During this prime, the president was under investigation by a special counsel who found no collusion, no conspiracy with Russia. No, y'all didn't show up to vote. President's supporters were harassed. Ajit Pai, the... the uh, Head of the FCC was called a dirty, sneaky Indian. His children were harassed in school. The press secretary, Kirsten Nelson... Nobody ain't talking about all that. They're talking about what happened last week, man. For being a Trump, uh, Lord, have mercy. The DHS Jesus. secretary, Kirsten Nelson, harassed by her home. Trump donors... Please. ...were publicly... Gentlemen's time has expired. Yeah, that's enough Sorry, of that. Can you hear me? The mic, the mic wasn't on. The gentleman from Ohio Reserves. You waste your time for nothing. The gentleman from Ohio Reserves. The gentleman from mm -mm -mm. New York is recognized. Speak right now yield two minutes to the distinguished gentleman from Maryland, Mr. Raskin. The gentleman from Maryland is recognized for two minutes. Smashing windows and beating police officers over the head with fire extinguishers. A bloodthirsty mob attacked the Capitol and invaded this Congress last Wednesday. They erected a gallows and repeatedly chanted, Hang Mike Pence. They stormed Speaker Pelosi's office yelling, Where's Nancy? They brandished 
Yep, I am. I'm surprised he ain't. Dozens of people hospitalizing, dozens of people killed five of our people. Yes, Lord, For six Jesus. hours, they shut down the counting of electoral college votes. Yep. Our sacred process under the Constitution for peaceful transfer of power in the United States. They may have been hunting for Pence and Pelosi to stage their coup, but every one of us in this room right now could have died as Senator Yeah, for real. The mob could have blown the building up. That's right. Could have killed us all. Yeah. And now the far right is calling for return engagement from January 17th to January 20th. They're asking the president to pardon the conspirators in last week's rampage as they prepare for a race war again next week. And it's a bit much to be hearing that these people would not be trying to destroy our government and kill us if we just weren't so mean to them. Mm. Well, despite the floor leader's desperate effort to polarize this body and this nation along party lines, it is the chair of the Republican conference who best articulated what happened in a statement yesterday. And I recommend every American read this. Liz Cheney of Wyoming, the elected chair of the Republican conference, wrote, the president summoned this mob, assembled this mob, and lit the flame of this attack. Everything that followed was his doing. None of this would have happened without the president. The president could have immediately and forcefully intervened to stop the violence. That's right. He did nothing. nothing. He didn't do there nothing. There's never been a greater betrayal by a president of the United States of his office. Request 10 seconds. Madam Speaker, I yield two minutes to the gentleman from Florida, Mr. Gates. The gentleman from Florida is recognized for two minutes. Wow. Seems to me that impeachment is an itch that doesn't go away with just one scratch. Oh, Lord. It also seems that President Trump may be most likely to be impeached when he is correct. Before the last presidential impeachment, President Trump rightly pointed out the improper activities of the Biden crime family, and subsequently he's been proven right. And don't think for a moment, Madam Speaker, that we're going to drop that or stop our pursuit for the truth. Oh, Lord. Before that, we had the Russia hoax, where you had the president rightly making claims that Hillary Clinton and the DNC were colluding with Russians to disorient our democracy. How right he turned out to be. And then we have the 2020 presidential election, where the president correctly pointed out unconstitutional behavior, voting irregularities, concerns over tabulations oh jesus voting and now impeachment again when they go low we kick them eric holder former attorney general under barack obama breaching the capitol was as low as low can be what? we all denounce it but who is it that they're kicking the president who created soaring highs for our economy rising wages before the pandemic what? 400 miles of wall to stop the caravans that's a and lie 40 40 miles not 400 empathy for the forgotten men and women of our country it's why so many people love him so much and it's why they're kicking all of us this president has faced unprecedented hatred and resistance from big media big tech 
Oh, really? Oh, y'all wasn't saying all that for Barack Obama, huh? Before the rioters tore through that glass, Speaker Pelosi stood at that rostrum and tore through the President's State of the Union speech. What? Inciting anger, resentment, division. Some believe that truly these true colors are being shown now through this divisive partisan impeachment. The Speaker of the House, I would request an additional 40 seconds. Excuse, excuse, go through the Speaker, please. The gentleman from Ohio. Madam Speaker, I yield the gentleman additional 40 seconds. The, uh, 40. Four seconds or 40 seconds? Yep, 40 seconds. 45, I think, I think 45 seconds. I think the gentleman, the speaker said just moments ago, words matter. But apparently those words don't matter when they're uttered by Democrats. No, when the gentleman from Massachusetts calls for unrest in the streets. When the gentlelady from California brazenly brags that she called for people to get in the faces of those who serve and support the president. I denounce political violence from all ends of the spectrum, but make no mistake, the left in America has incited far more political violence than the right. For months, our cities burned, police stations burned, our businesses were shattered. Oh, shut up, man. Or they cheerled for it, and they fundraised for what? it, and they allowed it to happen in the greatest country in the world. Now, some have cited... Some have cited the metaphor that the president lit the flame. Um, go sit your behind down. Actual fires and we time put them out. Expired. There will be order in the house. The gentleman from Ohio. Oh my God! The gentleman from New York is recognized. Madam Speaker, I now yield one minute to the distinguished gentleman from California. No, have mercy. The gentleman from California is recognized for one minute. America has been attacked before, but not like this. On January 6th, Donald Trump incited thousands of radicalized terrorists to attack the Capitol to stop a transition of power. Let that sink in. Our president incited our citizens to attack our Capitol. America was not attacked in the past sense. This president has inspired future plots. America is still under attack. That's it. That's why Donald Trump must be impeached. That's right. I've read many of my GOP colleagues know what the president did was wrong, but are afraid for their lives if they cross the president. That's right. I'm sorry that you're living in fear, but now is a time to summon your courage to guide you. We have all seen the images of the courageous officers who have risked their lives so that you could flee this floor and see your families. That was almost a week ago right now. Officers engaged in hand-to-hand -hand combat for hours with these terrorists. Capitol Police were spit on, beaten, stampeded, and one of them lost their lives. I'm not asking you to summon the courage that they did. I'm just asking you to do your job. The and gentleman's hold this time has expired. The gentleman from New York reserves. Wow. Yeah, Speaker, the gentleman from Ohio was recognized. Yeah, we, Madam Speaker, we reserve. The gentleman reserves. The gentleman from New York is recognized. The gentleman from New York is recognized. Madam Speaker, I now yield one minute to the distinguished gentleman from Texas, Mr. Castro. The gentleman from Texas is recognized for one minute. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Donald Trump is the most dangerous man to ever occupy the Oval Office. I want to take you back one week ago today when people were barging through these doors, breaking the windows with weapons, armed, pipe bombs, 
coming here to harm all of you, to harm the speaker. That's right. To harm the Senate. Let me ask you a question. What do you think they would have done if they had gotten in? That's right. What do you think they would have done to you? And who do you think sent them here? The most dangerous man to ever occupy the Oval Office. If inciting a deadly insurrection is not enough to get a president impeached, then what is? All of us must answer that question today. The Constitution requires us to impeach and remove Donald John Trump. Gentlemen's time has expired. Gentleman from New York reserves. I reserve. The gentleman from Ohio is recognized. Madam Speaker, we reserve. Gentleman from Ohio reserves his time. The gentleman from New York is recognized. Madam Speaker, I now yield one minute to the distinguished gentlelady from Pennsylvania, Ms. Dean. The gentlelady from Pennsylvania is recognized for one minute. Madam Speaker, one week ago today, I was trapped in this House chamber as the banging on the doors began. I feared for colleagues, reporters, and staff. I feared for myself. The attack on the Capitol will never be forgotten. The president and many in this chamber have shamelessly peddled dangerous untruths about the election, despite the warnings of where those lies would lead. And last Wednesday, those lies and dangers found themselves inside this Capitol. This hateful rhetoric is another deadly virus. It is time to remove it from its host. To heal, we need accountability and truth. That begins by acknowledging the president's dangerous lies and their deadly consequences. Removing Donald Trump is the beginning of restoring decency and democracy. What happened last week will not be forgotten. And what we do this week will long be remembered. Vote yes on impeachment, and I yield back. Gentlelady yields back. The gentleman from New York reserves his time. The gentleman from Ohio is recognized. Uh, thank you, Madam Speaker. It's uh, my, my pleasure to yield uh, one minute to the uh, Republican leader. Gentleman uh, from California, Mr. McCarthy. The gentleman from California is recognized for one minute. Thank you, gentlemen, for yielding. Madam Speaker, let me be clear. Last week's violent attack on the Capitol was undemocratic, un-American, and criminal. Violence is never a legitimate form of protest. Freedom of speech and assembly under the Constitution is rooted in nonviolence. Yet the violent mob that descended upon this body was neither peaceful nor democratic. It acted to disrupt Congress's constitutional responsibility. It was also an attack on the people who work in this institution, members, staff, and the hundreds who work behind the scenes so that we can serve the American people. The greatest statesman in the history of our country understood that the most dangerous threat to freedom is lawlessness. A young lawyer named Abraham Lincoln famously said, there is no grievance that is a fit object of redress by mob law. Yet for several hours last week, mob law tried to interfere with constitutional law. Some say the riots were caused by Antifa. There is absolutely no evidence of that. And conservatives should be the first to say so. Conservatives also know 
that the only thing that stops mob violence is to meet it with force rooted in justice and backed by moral courage. And last week, we saw mob violence met by courage, sacrifice, and heroism from the brave men and women who protect this institution every day. But for the bravery of the Capitol Police, the destruction and loss could have been much greater. We owe them a tremendous debt of gratitude. The loss of Officer Brian Sednick and Officer Howard Lindegood is tragic and heartbreaking. We mourn their loss, remember their lives, and continue to pray for their families and loved ones. The officers of the Capitol Police deserve our eternal thanks. We will never forget the dangers they faced, the determination they showed, or the sacrifices they made. And make no mistake, those who are responsible for Wednesday's chaos will be brought to justice. Which brings me to today's debate. I believe impeaching the president in such a short time frame would be a mistake. No investigations have been completed. No hearings have been held. What's more, the Senate has confirmed that no trial will begin until after President-elect Biden is sworn in. But here is what a vote to impeach would do. A vote to impeach would further divide this nation. It's already divided. What are you talking about? Y'all playing. Fan the Man, Lord have mercy. Wow. Most Americans Look how they turn this thing around. Inaction nor retribution. Wow. They want durable, bipartisan justice. Y'all just that talking about white folks. Still available, but is not the path we are on today. Wow. That doesn't mean the president is free from fault. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters. He should have immediately denounced the mob. Yeah, he, he should have, but he before. didn't. These facts require immediate action. He enjoyed that. Trump. Accept his share of responsibility. Quell the brewing unrest. And ensure President-elect Biden is able to successfully begin his term. And the president's immediate action also deserves congressional action, which is why I think a fact-finding commission and a censure resolution would be prudent. Unfortunately, that is not where we are today. Truly, this past week was one of the most difficult for Congress and our nation. Of all the days here, last Wednesday was the worst day I've ever seen in Congress. Our country is deeply hurt. So where do we go from here? Donald Trump need to repent and apologize, but he said he did no wrong. Last week is it important to remember that we are still here to deliver a better future for all Americans. It does not matter if you are liberal, moderate, or conservative. All of us must resist the temptation of further polarization. Instead, we must unite once again as Americans. I understand for some, this call for unity may ring hollow. But times like these are when we must remember who we are as Americans and what we as a nation stand for. And as history shows, unity is not an option. It's a necessity. It is as necessary today as it was at the start of our country. 
I want us all to think back to how John Adams and the Federalist Party handed power over to Thomas Jefferson and his party after the election of 1800. Well, he ain't doing that. That election, and indeed that error, was one of the most divisive ever. Partisans used every dirty trick in the book. They demonized each other, dismissed reasonable dissent, and described their opponents as seditious. Sound familiar? The election of back then, sweetheart, they were talking about fighting against slavery. But instead of breaking us, oh, it Lord, us have mercy. thereby preserving the world's last best hope no these people turn stuff around after a hard-fought battle over the Jesus. electoral college in congress Jesus. adams conceded Jesus. and a peaceful transfer of power the first in american history took place jefferson for his part put aside the division of the era and preached forgiveness yes unity in his first inaugural address but trump ain't doing that Every McCarthy opinion is not a difference of principle. Jefferson and Adams did not end every difference of opinion that existed in America, nor did they try. In a free country as big and diverse as ours, that would be impossible. What they did was more important. They recognized a deeper unity, a unity rooted Aww, in a famous crap. both men Y'all hear this? This is just crap. At a critical moment in history, our founders' choice chose peace. But but Trump ain't choosing peace. Why are you so delusional? And partisanship. That dude ain't seeking peace. We must make the exact same choice. Oh Lord. We've already begun. Last week, despite the lingering shock and amid the windows still broken, we did what all healthy democracies do. We debated and we voted. In this country, we solve our disputes at the ballot box and not and through debates and votes on the floor of this exact chamber. We did our duty then and we must do more. The eyes of the nation and the world are upon us. We must seize this opportunity and heal and grow stronger. As leaders, our place in history depends on whether we call on our better angels and refocus our efforts to work directly for the American people. You're not working. United, we can deliver no, peace, mercy, strength, please. and prosperity. Our country's y'all know dog no way it's not going to be united. Divided, we will fail. Already we failed. It's already divided. American way. Neither is the continued rhetoric. Joe Biden is not the legitimate president. Oh, let's be clear. Joe Biden will be sworn in as president of the United States in one week because he won the election. And the presidency in this Congress will face immediate challenges that must be addressed. I stand ready to assist in that effort with good faith, goodwill, and an open hand. The United States remains exceptional. <sighs> we remain extraordinary. In the coming weeks and months, we must work together, all of us, to recharge the light of our shining city on the hill. History has shown us a way. History has given us a path. Just as Adams and Jefferson has shown, now is the moment 
that we should do the exact same. In these trying times, <laughs> may God continue to bless America. God ain't blessing this mess. Let's chart a course. This the history will peak. America's but being judged. Today. Ain't no blessing. Public Leader of the House, Kevin McCarthy, right there. Strongest words yet from the president's own party condemning what the president did. Madam Speaker, and now you have one minute to the distinguished gentlelady from Colorado, Mr. Gatt. The gentlewoman from Colorado is recognized for one minute. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Madam Speaker, just over a year ago, I stood right there where you're standing today as we took the solemn step of impeaching the President of the United States for pressuring a foreign leader to take unlawful actions to help him in his reelection. And now, just one week ago, almost to the hour, I laid right there on the floor of the gallery above us. I heard gunshots in the speaker's lobby. I heard the mob pounding on the door. And what they were trying to do, they were all an angry mob incited by the president trying to stop certification of a legitimate election. It's clear the president learned nothing in the last year. Yesterday, the president said again he did nothing wrong. Yeah. This man is dangerous. He has defied the Constitution. He's incited sedition, and he must be removed. We all took a pledge on January 3rd to uphold the Constitution. We must honor that oath. We must vote yes on this article of impeachment. I yield back. Expired. The gentlewoman yields back. The gentleman from New York reserves. The gentleman from Ohio is recognized. Thank you, Madam Speaker. I would yield one minute to the gentlelady from uh, Colorado. The gentlewoman from Colorado is recognized for one minute. Glory to God. Madam Speaker, I rise today to oppose this impeachment and denounce the recent violence on the Capitol. Just as I oppose, oppose the, the impeachment and the violence we've all witnessed all summer long across our great country. Make no mistake here. The hypocrisy of the left is on full display. Mm. Quote, go to the Hill. Get in the face of some Congress people. We've got to fight in Congress. Oh, fight Lord. in the courts. Fight in the streets. Take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Take him, go and take Trump out tonight. Sound familiar? What about the gentlewoman from New York who defended the looting by saying looters just wanted loaves of bread? Well, the last I checked, Best Buy and Teslas and stores of the like do not produce baked goods. Where's the accountability for the left after encouraging and normalizing violence? Rather than actually helping American people in this time, we start impeachments that further divide our country. I call bullcrap when I hear the Democrats demanding unity. Sadly, they are only unified in hate. That's right. Your time is up. Bye. Thank you. I yield. Wow. Wow. And now you'll one distinguished gentlelady from uh, California, Ms. Waters. The gentlewoman from New York is recognized for one minute. Maxine Waters. Madam Speaker, I rise in support of impeaching again the worst president in the history of the United States. Since his first day in office, this president has spent four years abusing his power, lying, embracing authoritarianism, radicalizing his supporters against democracy. This corruption poisoned the minds of his supporters, inciting them to willingly join with white supremacists, neo-Nazis, and paramilitary extremists in a siege of the United States Capitol building, the very seat 
of American democracy. The, the Republican Party is now the Trump Party. And I want you to know that this is a Trump power grab that will not stop. It will not stop with attacking the Capitol yeah. and our state legislatures. This president intends to exercise power long after he is out of office. Yeah. It is reported that the president of the United States watched the invasion from the Oval Office of our Capitol and seemingly enjoyed it. I want you to know we should be concerned that the Republicans will not defend him and he is capable of starting a civil war. He must be Impeach. He must be stopped now. Gentlemen from New York reserves. Wow. Thank you, Madam Speaker. I would yield one minute. Yes, on these articles of impeachment. About time a Republican stand up. Thank you. Ohio wishes to reserve. Wow. Madam, Madam Speaker, could I ask how much time each side has? The gentleman from Ohio has 36 and one quarter minute remaining. And the gentleman from New York has 36 and three quarter minutes remaining. We, re we reserve. The gentleman from Ohio wishes to reserve. The gentleman from New York is recognized. Madam Speaker, I now yield 30 seconds to the gentleman from Massachusetts, Mr. Austin Cross. No, the gentleman no. from Massachusetts is recognized for 30 seconds. Madam Chair. A mob desecrated our capital, killed a police officer, and attempted to overthrow our government on the orders of the President of the United States. Immediate impeachment is our duty under a constitution that compels us to defend against enemies foreign and domestic. As a Marine officer, I defended our democracy from foreign enemies. As a member of Congress, I am solemnly resolved to defend it from domestic ones. With this vote, we strike a blow for moral leadership. I yield back. Kneels back. The gentleman from New York wishes to reserve. The gentleman from Ohio is recognized. Uh, Madam Speaker, I yield two minutes to the gentleman from Ohio. Mr. The gentleman from Ohio is recognized for two minutes. Madam Speaker, America is at a crossroads. As the violent riots at the Capitol last week so painfully and shockingly reminded us, the unhinged partisan rhetoric that too often consumes the political dialogue in this country has become toxic and is tearing us apart. If we continue down this path, there's no telling how much damage to our union there may be. Sadly, that's what's happening here today. The majority is rushing through yet a second impeachment of President Trump, who has but seven days remaining in office. As prominent constitutional law professor Jonathan Turley has cautioned, today a dangerous precedent is being set that could lead to the normalization of snap impeachments without any hearings or any meaningful discussion or debate. The majority is ramming through this house, the most potent tool at our disposal, without a single hearing, turning a process that usually takes months into a few short hours. We haven't heard a testimony from a single witness. We haven't heard from any experts on the nature of these charges, nor the damage this effort could inflict on our republic. We didn't even know how this debate would unfold until 9 o'clock this morning. This is truly an unprecedented situation, and one which could cause irrevocable harm to our nation. But, Madam Speaker, it doesn't have to be this way. We don't have to continue down this misguided path. We could instead follow the wisdom provided by none other than Abraham Lincoln during another divisive time in our nation's history and listen to the better angels of our nature. We could choose a more positive, constructive path and vote down this ill-conceived effort. 
We should tone down the political rhetoric. We should work together to solve the problems that face our nation. We should put aside our differences and find common ground. And we should bring Americans back together because there's no crisis we can't overcome if we stand united. And I yield back. Gentleman from Ohio yields back. The gentleman from Ohio wishes to reserve. The gentleman from New York is recognized. Uh, speaker, I now yield uh, one minute to the distinguished gentlelady from Washington, Ms. Vera Butler. The gentlewoman from um, Washington is recognized for one minute. My fellow Americans, I rise today to stand against our enemy. And to clarify, our enemy isn't the president or the president-elect. Fear is our enemy. Fear tells us what we want to hear. It incites anger and violence and fire. But it also haunts us into silence and inaction. What are you afraid of? I'm afraid of what people will say or think. I'm afraid of being devalued. I'm not afraid of losing my job, but I am afraid that my country will fail. I'm afraid patriots of this country have died in vain. I'm afraid my children won't grow up in a free country. I'm afraid injustice will prevail. But truth, truth sets us free from fear. Truth doesn't guarantee bad things won't happen, but it does promise to always prevail in the end. It has no shadows where darkness can hide. With truth comes love, and we could use that right now. My vote to impeach our sitting president is not a fear-based decision. I am not choosing a side. I'm choosing truth. It's the only way to defeat fear. The gentlewoman yields back. The gentleman from New York wishes to reserve his time. The gentleman from Ohio is recognized. Uh, thank you, Madam Speaker. I would yield one minute to the gentlelady from Texas, Ms. Van Dyne. The gentlewoman from Texas is yielded one minute. Thank you very much. Today, I should be in my district working for my constituents. Instead, I'm back here in Washington because the majority could not resist another made-for-TV impeachment. American workers are losing their jobs and struggling to feed their families. Small businesses are being forced to lay off workers and close their doors. Families are tragically losing loved ones to the coronavirus. Instead and who fault is that? Saving American jobs Trump for his behind. COVID relief, we're debating an impeachment that's been preceded by no inquiry, no meaningful debate, and no due process. In one week's time, Joe Biden will be the president. The American people need us to rise above the heat of the moment, to focus on their needs and deliver real solutions. Because the majority decided we should debate whether or not to remove a sitting president in just two hours. I'll be brief. I oppose this article of impeachment and I yield back. The lady yields back. The gentleman from Ohio wishes to reserve. The gentleman from New York is recognized. Madam Speaker, I now yield 30 seconds to the distinguished gentlelady from Georgia, Ms. Bredow. The gentlewoman from Georgia is recognized for 30 seconds. Madam Speaker, I teach a civics class where I point out that our democracy is not self-executing. It requires people of good faith and ethics to make it work. The president has repeatedly challenged Georgia's election results, but despite three recounts and many investigations, the results are clear. Joe Biden won Georgia. The idea that our election was fraudulent is a lie. Our president used this lie to incite a violent mob to attack the Capitol. I ask my colleagues to act with ethics and good faith to reject these lies, and in this case, to support the article of impeachment. I yield back. Gentlewoman's time has expired. The gentleman from New York wishes to reserve. The gentleman from Ohio is Thank recognized. you, Madam Speaker. I will yield one minute to the gentleman from Florida, Mr. Posey. The gentleman from Florida has one minute. In our campaigns, we may be adversaries, but usually after the campaign season's over, we have traditionally come together for the good of our nation. Now, more than ever in our lifetimes, we are a divided nation.
one of the reasons? The resist movement, which has harassed, harangued, and otherwise denigrated the president since the second he became the nominee. While his sins may be different than yours or mine, uh, they are clearly not treasonous. Let our men and women in blue, who suffered a lot more stress than the members of Congress they protected, have the time they deserve to recuperate and do the same for millions of Americans who feel they've been disenfranchised. I beseech my colleagues on both sides of the aisle, if you truly want our nation to heal, vote no in this resolution. It reeks of nothing more than revenge and sets a dangerous precedent. May God continue to bless the United States of America. The gentleman yields back. The gentleman from Ohio wishes to reserve. The gentleman from New York is recognized. Madam Speaker, I now yield 30 seconds to the distinguished gentleman from Maryland, Mr. Brown. The Thank gentleman you. from Maryland is recognized for 30 seconds. Thank you, Madam Speaker. A week ago, Americans in this chamber lived through one of our darkest days. The commander-in-chief incited a mob of insurrectionists to overturn the results of a free and fair election through terror and intimidation. They failed but this violence took its toll. People died, our country's temple of democracy was vandalized, and our image as the world's leading democracy was shaken. President Trump represents a real threat to our national security, our democratic institutions, and the people of this country. We cannot let Donald Trump, who actively orchestrated sedition, lead our nation's government for another seven days. We cannot wait until January 20th. Donald Trump must be removed. Thank you, and I yield back the balance. The gentleman mm. yields back. The gentleman from New York continues to reserve. The gentleman from Ohio is Recognized. Thank you, Madam Speaker. I will yield one minute to the gentleman from Texas. The gentleman from Texas is recognized for one minute. Thank you, Madam Speaker. And I also want to thank my Democratic colleagues for finally joining Republicans in condemning mob violence after six months of refusing to acknowledge it. But I'm really tired of sanctimonious sermons on being a sore loser from some of the same Democrats who opposed accepting results in elections past. Democrats have objected to certifying every Republican victory of the 21st century. In 2000, 2004, and in 2016, Democrats objected every time. When they objected, it was patriotic. But when Republicans do it, we're inciting a mob. We're liars and we're traitors. This is the double standard we should expect under total Democrat control. They've called for unrest in the streets. They've called for harassing cabinet officials. They've objected to certifying election results time and time again. Even the judiciary chairman secured clemency for a domestic terrorist who detonated a bomb right here in this building. But we're the extremists? I don't think so. We've been silenced by big tech on social media, by corporate America, and now the other side wants to silence us on the House floor. This is a sad day in America. I urge my, I urge my colleagues All right, to get off. The gentleman from Ohio wishes to reserve. Oh, I might as well hear that. The gentleman from New York is recognized. Madam Speaker, I now yield uh, 30 seconds to a new member of the House and a new member of the Judiciary Committee, the distinguished gentlelady from Missouri, Ms. Bush. The gentleman, gentlewoman from Missouri is recognized for 30 seconds. Madam Speaker, St. Louis and I rise in support of the article of impeachment against Donald J. Trump. If we fail to remove a white supremacist president who incited a white supremacist insurrection, it's communities like Missouri's first district that suffer the most. The 117th Congress must understand that we have a mandate to legislate in defense of black lives. The first step in that process is to root out white supremacy, starting with impeaching the white supremacist in chief. Thank you, and I give Back. Whoa, you go, girl. From New York wishes to reserve the gentleman. The gentleman from Ohio seeks recognition. 
Madam Speaker. Madam Speaker, I yield up. Yeah, Mark Chester. One minute to the gentleman from Texas, Dr. Jackson. The gentleman from Texas is recognized for one minute. Thank you. <clears throat> Madam Speaker, I rise in opposition to the articles of impeachment. Let me be clear. What happened last Wednesday was a stain on our nation, and the criminals and the rioters responsible should be prosecuted to the fullest extent. What? Why? It's clear now more than ever that our country Could Donald Trump incite them people? Congress, this Congress needs to lead by example and oh, begin the process of healing the deep division that exists among us as Americans. The articles before us today will not accomplish that. In fact, the sham articles of impeachment will only serve to further fan the flames of unrest and to appease the radical left's appetite for division. We should be focusing on restoring communities devastated by lockdowns, working on America's vaccine rollout, aiding a bipartisan investigation into these attacks, and ensuring election integrity, not impeaching a president who has promised a peaceful transition and who has less than... He has not promised a peaceful transition. Stop lying. ...challenges we face, and it's time to focus on unity. For these reasons... Wow. Look how they turn stuff around. I yield back my time. How is they going to say he wishes to reserve the gentleman from New York is recognized? How is they going to say that he has yielded to a peaceful transition where he didn't even concede and he's still not conceding. And then he say he's not even going to show up. Wow. This is crazy. Madam Speaker, and now you have 30 <laughs> seconds to distinguish gentlelady from New York, Ms. Clark. The gentlewoman from New York is recognized for 30 seconds. Madam Speaker, today I rise to support H.R.S. 24, the article of impeachment against Donald Trump for high crimes and misdemeanors for a second time. Let us be very clear. What took place on January 6, 2021 was an act of domestic terrorism by right-wing, syncophantic white supremacists promoted instigated and advanced by the man in the White House, Donald Trump. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, the ultimate weakness of violence is that it is a descending spiral, begetting the very thing it sets to destroy. Mm. Instead of diminishing evil, it multiplies it. Time has expired. The gentleman from New York wishes to reserve. The gentleman from Ohio is recognized. Thank you, Madam Speaker. I will yield two minutes to the gentleman from Wisconsin, Mr. Tiffany. The gentleman from Wisconsin is recognized for two minutes. Thank you, Madam Speaker. My father once said to me, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. In the short time I've served in this body, one thing is clear. This is not a serious place. Last year, we watched as the other side delayed COVID relief for months to inflict maximum pain and sway the outcome of the election. The Speaker what? said as much. And yet these last two days, we have seen just how fast they can move when they want to exact political retribution on their opponents. My friends on the other side now have complete control of both houses of Congress. And in a few days, they will control the entire executive branch as well. Okay. Y'all had control. Talked about unity and healing. Uh, Y'all just mad. Y'all just mad. Is accusing Republican lawmakers of sedition and calling for their expulsion. The Y'all just mad. Healing? Is working with Silicon Valley to digitally disappear those with whom they disagree with the plan for reconciliation? I was among the first to condemn the riots in Madison months ago, and I condemn what happened last week. But where were the swift accusations of incitement and insurrection from the other side last year? Is today's political theater a preview of what the wow, American people can expect really? from single-party really? rule? 
How can they compare that, Lord? How can they try to compare that? Who voted for someone else? Madam Speaker, I hope Mr. Biden is watching today and he will rise to the moment and call off this effort to rub salt in the wounds of millions of Americans. It is now time for all of us, to, Democrats and Republicans alike, to turn down the temperature. Thank you. The gentleman yields back. The gentleman from Ohio wishes to reserve. The gentleman from New York is recognized. Madam Speaker, I now yield 30 seconds to the distinguished gentleman from Missouri, Mr. Cleaver. The gentleman from Missouri is recognized for 30 seconds. Madam Speaker, it would be an error to suppose that men and women can be courageous every day. It would be unfair to anticipate that I or any member of this body could be a lion every day. No one is expected to be a lion day after day after day. But on this day, lions are required. The gentleman yields back his time. The gentleman from New York reserves. The gentleman from Ohio is we recognized. We reserve. The gentleman from Ohio wishes to reserve. The gentleman from New York is recognized. Madam Speaker, I now yield uh, 30 seconds to the distinguished gentleman from Tennessee, Mr. Cohen. The gentleman from Tennessee is recognized for 30 seconds. Thank you very much. Uh, after President Trump was not impeached, Susan Collins said, he, Susan Collins said he's learned a pretty big lesson. He was impeached. Then he brought his It Will Be Wild riotous television show that he produced for one person, individual one. Intelligence reports indicate that the people he said he loves and are special are going to attack this city and attack this capital next week. He has not asked them not to do it. He has not told them to stand down. I most fear January 20, because I think he will try to go out with a the and take away from Joe Biden. The Why y'all trying to shut the man up? The order in the house. The, the gentleman from New York reserves. The gentleman from Ohio oh, is Madam Speaker, statement from the President. I urge that there must be no violence, no lawbreaking, no vandalism of any kind. This is not what I stand for. This is not what America stands for. I call on all Americans to help ease tensions and calm down. Just put out that statement by the President of the United States. I yield two minutes to the gentleman from Virginia, Mr. Klein. The gentleman from Virginia is recognized for two minutes. Thank you, Madam Speaker, and I thank the President for his words. Above the entrance to the House of Representatives is a sculpture called the Apotheosis of Democracy. It depicts allegorical peace dressed in armor and protecting the genius of America. Last week, that peace was tragically torn apart as our U.S. Capitol was invaded for the first time since the War of 1812. A violent mob, including many with the most hostile of intentions, broke past security barriers and unleashed destruction and chaos throughout the Capitol. When it was over, six individuals were dead, including two Capitol Police officers. I've always supported the rights of citizens to peaceably assemble, but those who breached the Capitol and assaulted and killed Capitol Police should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. If their intent was to stop the constitutional requirement of this body to count electoral votes, they should be charged and prosecuted for insurrection against the government. But we are a nation of laws, not of men, and the legal standard for incitement to violence has not been met. 
Now, a week since the riots threatened the People's House, and a week until a new president takes office, we are rushing through an impeachment without all of the facts and evidence and without due process. Uh. We don't know what kind of information the offenders have, what evidence will come out during their trials, whether it bolsters the majority's claims or the minority's views, or whether it implicates other individuals, groups, or other officials in the attack on this hallowed institution. We just don't know. And that's why we must treat the power of impeachment and our responsibility as holders of this power with the seriousness and solemnity it deserves. Let us gather the evidence. Let us hear it in judiciary. Make an informed decision together. This action will only fuel, further fuel the political divide among our citizens and will be detrimental to the long-term effects to efforts to unify our country. I reiterate my call from last night. Let us work together. Both President Trump and President-elect Biden have called for a peaceful transition of power. I humbly beseech my colleagues to work toward this end to unify our country and not go down this dangerous path. I yield back. The gentleman yields back. This time the gentleman from Ohio wishes to reserve. The gentleman from New York is recognized. Madam Speaker, I now yield 30 seconds to the distinguished gentleman from Rhode Island, Mr. Langevin. The gentleman from Rhode Island is recognized for 30 seconds. Madam Speaker, January 6th was a horrific day for our country, for our democracy. The Capitol was breached, the blood of our defenders spilled, all because of a lie that the elections were stolen. That, that a lie that has infected this nation as perniciously as the pandemic. President Trump is the source of that lie. He has perverted and betrayed his oath to defend the Constitution, attacking the foundation of our democracy by inciting his supporters to violence. He is not fit to serve and is a danger to our country while he does. I too pledge to support and defend the, the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I will uphold that office. I will vote to impeach President Trump. I urge my colleagues to do the same. The gentleman from New York wishes to reserve. The gentleman from Ohio is recognized. Thank you, Madam Speaker. I yield one minute to the gentleman from Pennsylvania, Mr. Perry. The gentleman from Pennsylvania is recognized for one minute. What did the Speaker know, and what did other legislative leaders know, and when did they know it? Maybe that's a uh, a rush to impeach the president because so we'll never know what legislative leaders here Boy, y'all a bunch of cowards. That's what y'all are. Y'all a bunch of cowards. Including killing police officers Lord, and they shared the information, but nothing happened. Wow. I can't, I can't do it no more. Stated he's pursuing conspiracy charges. I can't do it no more, y'all. I can't do it. I can't do it. I just can't. I can't sit here and listen to how they just twisting stuff around instead of just dealing with what's the real problem because see what's happening as they allow all of this here and they don't impeach him and they don't pass okay so yeah you're gonna go ahead and fade on out you still have all the presidential rights all access to certain stuff as the former president and this man still gonna be going around with his fan base and i know what they're striving to do is so he won't be able to run for election again all right, and like the other speakers stated, um, that it's no more of a Republican Party. It's the Trump Party. That's what it is. Because all the Republicans, they what some of them did, they resigned so they won't have to even go and make a statement or vote. They just say, you know what, I'm not even being part of none of this. I'm getting out of the way. Okay, that's punking out. Period. Make your declaration. Like the other young lady says, she's not saying anything. She's standing for truth and not fear. Okay, yeah, but, you know, so she left herself on the balance.
And to this day, like the other gentleman say, to this day, he did not say nothing. He sit in a white, in the over office watching the rhetoric. I just can't, I just can't take it. Just, I just can't take it. It's just, this is too much. I'm like, whoa, this shield has been lifted in this country called America. Nah, I just don't believe in it no more. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just a, I don't know. It's just all a mess. That's how I see it. It's all a mess. succeed could depend on how many of their employees are vaccinated, which begs the question, can your boss make you take the vaccine? And if so, will they? I think so. This is Robert Ayafola. He covers labor and employment law for Bloomberg Law. We brought him into an empty office to ask him the question on every worker's mind. Can your employer legally require you to get a COVID-19 vaccine? Turns out the answer is yes, but... Every state in the country, except for Montana, has this legal regime which employment relationships are considered to be at will, which means if you're an employer in the private sector and your workforce isn't unionized, under the at-will employment doctrine, an employer can fire a worker for any legal reason. So generally speaking, that gives them the authority to require their workers to take a vaccine. But there are exceptions to that. Before we get to those exceptions, let's pause here for a minute to say something about the vaccines currently available. In normal times, a vaccine follows a strict approval process from non-clinical testing to clinical trials to FDA approval and manufacturing. This process can take years, but these of course are not normal times. All COVID vaccines have been approved under what's called an emergency use authorization. This is an expedited process that the FDA can use during public health emergencies. Employment lawyers are split over whether that's an obstacle for businesses that want to require their employees get vaccinated before a vaccine gets full FDA approval. So I've spoken to some employment lawyers who have told me that whether it comes from the emergency use authorization or whether it comes from the full approval process, it's the same thing. So employers are relatively clear to impose mandates but I've also heard from a few lawyers that say it's more complicated than that. The law here is very unclear, so I do think that this is something that will eventually get tested in court. The bottom line is that depending on the state, a worker who's fired for not getting vaccinated may be able to challenge the termination if the vaccine became available through the emergency use authorization. Regardless, there are always exceptions to employer vaccine mandates. Now, where were we on those? So there's several clear uh, and established exceptions to an employer's authority to impose something like vaccine mandate. Uh, one of those are for health-related reasons. So under the Americans with Disabilities Act, an employer is required to provide reasonable accommodation for a disability. So health is one. Exception number two, religion. The way the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission defines religion, it's not just faith in a god or membership in an established church. It's a sincerely held moral or ethical belief. So that sort of person would have an opportunity to ask for a religious accommodation. Finally, the presence of a union can also add a layer of complication. One issue may be that 
they would have to negotiate with the union before imposing a mandate. So we know that, with a few exceptions, employers generally can require their workers get vaccinated, but should they? What I've heard from lawyers is, generally speaking, there's complications to imposing of the use of the vaccine. Uh, there could be more trouble than it's worth. That could include being forced to fire talented, hard to replace workers. There are legal gray areas uh, that need to be taken in, uh, into consideration. With polling showing some Americans resistant to taking the vaccine, employers are going to have to decide how heavy-handed they want to be. Do they risk losing a portion of their workforce, or at least damaging morale? Vaccine mandates have been used in the past in hospitals and other healthcare settings. With the pandemic raging, will companies and other industries try requiring COVID-19 vaccinations? There are some industries where workers have close contact with each other, a manufacturing line, a meatpacking line, things like this. There's also jobs where workers have close contact with the general public, uh, retailers are going for this, but ultimately it'll probably come down to a case-by-case uh, -case basis. Employers will have to make a decision what works best for their individual workplace. Adding another wrinkle, legislators in a handful of states have proposed laws that would ban vaccine mandates. While many are unlikely to pass, the efforts underscore the legal tightrope businesses are going to have to walk as the vaccines become more widely available. So over the next few months, we're gonna see how some of these theoretical issues play out in real life. We'll see what companies end up imposing vaccine mandates. We'll see what industries those mandates come in. And we'll see how courts treat arguments against these mandates.